I'll tell you, it, this is a, a difficult passage um, because you know, last week I tried to really um, differentiate between uh, the tongues that, that and, and this is something that, that people, it's hard to understand and people that um, just might be just coming into uh, either Christianity or the, um, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. It's like, what is this thing? You know, so you, and you've got tongues, and then you, you know, your personal prayer language, praying in the Spirit, um, all those are pretty synonymous. And then you've got this gift of tongues and interpretation, and they're 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 similar, but they're they're different, and so it's it's really difficult because Paul is assuming here that the Corinthians know right what all he's talking about, and a lot of times you know we are getting in on the, uh, the, the conversation late. And so I had to really try to lay some background last week. I hope, hopefully it was clear. If again, if it's not, please ask. I'd rather it be clear. Um, and sometimes I can muddy things, okay? I'm, I'm human. And uh, sometimes things don't come out quite right. Um, I try to make it clear though, but if it's not, please, um, please, please just ask. I'd rather have to go back over something or find a different way to make it clear because everybody learns a little bit differently. Um, but we're going we're gonna to press on a little bit. Let, let's look at, um, I didn't pray. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to open your word together. Lord, please don't let this just be knowledge, but let us take hold of it and, and um, see you in it and then be able to use it. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me read just a few verses here, and then uh, we'll, we'll kind of get back on track. Um, and we start in verse 13. It says, Therefore let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What's the outcome then? I'll pray with the spirit, and I'll pray with the mind also. I'll sing with the spirit, and I'll sing with the mind also. Otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only... How will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you're saying? For you are giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not edified. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in the church I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also, rather than 10,000 words in a tongue. If you would flip over to the end of the chapter, um, Verse, verse 40 says, But all things must be done properly and in an orderly manner. All things must be done in properly and in an orderly manner. And then if, you, if you're looking through this chapter, one thing that you, the, the word that you see kind of pop up over and over is, is edified. He wants to, Paul's, uh, Paul's whole thing with this chapter, it seems like, is he wants everything to be done in order and properly, so that everyone will be edified. Everyone will be built up. Everyone will, will receive something from the Lord in, in, the, in the worship service. And again, I, we kind of have to guess. And the, the further I go in this chapter, there's some things I'm going to really guess on today. And it's a, it's, I think it's a good guess, um, but it's going to be a guess. And I'll, I'll tell you that up, up front. Because we're having to try to interpret 
what Paul is saying and, and look at the condition of the Corinthian church. And um, I've never been to the Corinthian church. Anybody else? Anybody? No? Good. We're in the same boat. Uh, so nobody knows exactly what, what was going on in Corinth for Paul to write these things. But we can look and, and say, okay, this is, what, this is what we think. So um, let, me, let me say, first of all, yeah, let me go there first. Um, I believe a lot of what we're seeing, and what I just kind of alluded to, you've got, um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to do it this way to try to, to differentiate. You've got your prayer language. Then you've got tongues and interpretation of tongues. Okay? They're very, they, they can be very similar. All right? Because the thing is, what it, what it is, and I, I mentioned this last week, but just to kind of make sure we're all on the same page again, it's your spirit praying, okay, while the Holy Spirit is praying. Your, your, the Holy Spirit is praying through your spirit. Okay, and what Paul, what the verse we just read is you're, you're, you're praying or you're giving thanks. And does, does anybody pray to anyone else besides God? I know it's a silly question. Okay. All right. Good. That, that's, a good that's a good thing. <laughs> but notice I said it's praying or, or giving thanks, praise. All right. So it's, it's directed to God. Okay. Very important because we'll see that here in just a minute. When 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 you're praying in the spirit, or the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, what you see here it's it's directed to God. So you're either praying or giving thanks, praise, worship to God, and the Holy Spirit is doing that through your spirit. And Paul says your mind is unfruitful. Okay, and if your mind is unfruitful. You say, what, what do you think? If, if I'm praying in the Spirit, do you think your mind's going to be <laughs> unfruitful? If my mind, right? But Paul wants us to, to be edified. So the, the, whole, the whole thing is, um, when we're praying in the Spirit, um, okay, the prayer, your prayer, personal prayer language, you're edifying yourself, but then you've got the gift, which is supposed to edify the body. Right, the tongues and interpretation of tongues. So when you've got someone who is using the tongues interpretation tongues gift, here's what I what I believe happens. Okay, um, and and what's happened with me, and I've talked to some other people. Um, the, their their personal prayer language that it, it sounds very very s- similar. You 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 get to know what that sounds like. It changes, and it will change to something that, that kind of sounds different, all right? That's over here, okay? It's still your spirit praying or giving praise to the Lord, okay? Well, the Holy Spirit is showing your, whole, your spirit how to do that. So then God uses that as a sign when somebody gives that that word, God says, okay, now let me interpret that for you. And more than the the words that were said, let me interpret the sign for you. 
let me let me show you an example. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to turn there. You'll probably pretty well know the story. But Acts 2 is a great example of this. Okay? And remember Acts 2, you've got the day of Pentecost. Everybody's in the upper room. The Holy Spirit falls, right, on the 120 in the upper room. They all um, begin speaking in tongues, right? They spill out. They, we have to kind of interpret a little bit, see the picture. They all spill out into the street in some form or another. And it says that everybody, um, they were, this is verse 7, they were amazed and astonished, saying, why are not all these Gal- who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Now, we don't know because the, the language here is such that um, we don't know if everybody was speaking those languages or if God gave the hearers the ability to hear. Because the, the Greek there is really interesting. It actually is like they, we hear them, not they are speaking in our languages. Why, how, why, why do we hear them in our own language? So it's very possible that God gave them the ability to hear, to interpret. All right? We don't know, but it, it could be that they're speaking in, in those languages. Um, so then it, uh, um, it says, uh, in verse 12, And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? You see? What, this is a sign. What does this sign mean? Notice they were, they were unbelievers at that point. Not the disciples, but those who were hearing. They were unbelievers. They were all speaking in tongues. The unbelievers saw the sign, and then the interpretation of that, if you will, they, no, it doesn't say anywhere that this was tongues and interpretation gift, but I'm saying Paul, uh, Peter stands up, gives the first sermon, sermon as, as a result, you know, to answer their question, basically. What does this mean? What's the interpretation of this? What, why this sign? And Peter says, I'll tell, you this, I'll tell you why. And the long and short of it is, you killed Jesus, he rose again, and he wants you to repent. And as you know, they, they do. They receive the, they, Peter says, look, you receive the gift of the Holy, be baptized, repent, be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it says that they were added um, 3,000 to the church. All right? So what I believe is happening in uh, the Corinthian church is they're really excited about speaking in tongues. And Paul's like, great, I'm glad that you're excited. That's, that's awesome. You all should be excited about it. But I believe they're confusing these two things. Okay? Personal, my personal thought is they're confusing those two things. And they're just saying, you know, we can all pray in the Spirit. And they're trying, they're like letting it try to be in, you know, let, let's let's all like let's talk to each other in the in the prayer language. Let let me let me, and nobody gets edified that way, because there's there's either a no interpretation, or they're doing it just if you will, they're getting so excited they're not letting the Holy Spirit work through them and 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 bring it into that gift. They're just saying you know let's just pray and and let's just do this thing, and everybody nobody is getting edified in that okay 
like I mentioned kind of last week, it's like if I, I could give a really, really great sermon, I can't do this, but if I gave a really, really great sermon in French, okay, it might be the best sermon in the entire world. It might be, you know, one that they would write down in history books, you know, <laughs> you know that um, students from, from uh, you know, in next hundred years are going to study this sermon. But if you all don't know French, you wouldn't be edified in the slightest, right? You'd just go, I don't care. <laughs> right? So it, if everybody's speaking in the prayer language, nobody's getting edified. Let me, let me, let me show you something that's... I, uh, Okay, I just I just read um, Okay. Paul says, I think no, um, verse sixteen. Otherwise if if you bless in the spirit only, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the Amen at your giving of thanks? So this is kind of a, if you will, a one to one. Right? Paul, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in the church, I desire to speak five words in my mind so that I may instruct others also. So Paul speaking to um, a, a group, okay? And then he goes on further. If the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues in ungifted manner, unbelievers, in verse, I'm sorry, verse 23, will they not say that you're mad? So you've got a whole group to uh, one or, you know, a plus one, you know, a few more people, right? So you've pretty much got the whole gamut here. The whole, you've got a one-to-one, one, you know, or looks like something like that, one person to one person praying over them in the spirit. You've got Paul saying, I could pray, I could, I could speak to a thousand words in, in, in church, one to a group, or everybody in church praying in the, the spirit, the same, and one person walking in and going, huh? I don't know what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? So you've got all these... Um, tongues... Okay, here, one to one, or one to a group, or a group to one, or, or just slightly over one. So the, the problem isn't, um, you know, Paul gives basically every scenario. The problem isn't praying in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. The problem is, how do you get people edified? Okay. How do you get people edified with this? Um, because he wants everybody, Paul wants everybody, number one, to be in, in, be in order and for everyone to be built up, right? Yep. So um, it, it's, is it okay to pray over somebody in the spirit? Yeah. But you know what? You need to make sure they're edified. Is it okay? I, I personally think, is it, is it okay for um, you know, a group of people to pray in the spirit? Yeah. But let's make sure there's edification. Right? Um, because if, if you're just praying over someone, you know, I, I could 
I could pray, you know, I, I could pray an hour over Pastor Kevin in the spirit. And he might go, oh boy, that was so good. That's great. What'd you pray for? I don't know. Do you know what I prayed? No, I don't know what you prayed for. It was nice. But I have no idea what has happened. Praise God, because I know God was there. But could, could you tell me what you were praying for? I don't know. Right? Is he edified? Well, maybe a little bit, but he doesn't really know. You're like, oh, me, I, maybe, I, maybe I was just, I, I was praying that, you know, he, he would have a good lunch. I don't know, right? So that's why Paul's saying, look, I, I, I want you all to do this, but do it in such a way that people are edified. You see? Do it in such a way that people are edified, and that it's in order. Um, so really, um, that is... As we go further into um, 14, uh, verse 20, brethren, not be, we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago. Uh, don't be children in your thinking, yet uh, in evil be infants, but in your thinking be mature. Uh, by men of strange tongues and by lips of strangers, I will speak to these people, and even so they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers, but prophecy is for a sign, not to unbelievers, but to those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues and ungifted men or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you're mad? But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. So um, I, I mentioned this before, so I'm not going to labor it, but... Um, if everybody is, is praying in the Spirit, somebody walks in that doesn't know what's happening, they're not being edified, right? Um, so Paul wants to make sure that they, they get blessed, that they get edified. So th- they need to be able to understand what is going on. They need to be able to get the word. Um, they need to be able to receive. And Paul said, look, you know, don't, don't leave them out, is what he's basically saying more than anything. They need to be able to hear. Now, it's, it's really weird because he's like, it, this is a sign to unbelievers, but then he says if unbelievers enter, then they're going to they're going to throw up their hands and think you're crazy. Right? This is really weird. And, then every, and commentators look at this and say, this is one of the most difficult passages all, in all the Pauline literature. Um, I believe it really goes back to the, to the fact that when, Christ, when, when the people of God start not believing, then God will send a sign so that they will begin to believe again. And that's what we, that's what we saw in Acts 2, right? It's, it's Jews from all over who have come to Jerusalem for Passover, and then God sends a sign because they don't believe, right? They're, they're quote-unquote, the people of God who don't believe in Jesus yet. God sends a sign that they will begin to believe. That's the, that's the quote in the Old Testament from Isaiah 28. Um, uh, verse, verse 21 is from Isaiah 28, where the Assyrians, uh, Isaiah said, look, 
guys, God is going to bring this group in that's going to speak in strange language, and he's going to show you as a sign that you're not following him. So I believe a lot with, with tongues and interpretation of tongues, it's, this, it's kind of this wake up, action is required. Wake up, action is required. Now, having said that, it's still um, your spirit praying as the Holy Spirit is, so it's all directed to God, but then God basically gives that, this is why you have this sign, okay? And usually it's going to be an action required, which may be, and a lot of times there, there will be an unbeliever that needs to hear and that will call them into account, and they will, they'll hear and be able to understand. A lot of times, it's a lot of times it's even even evangelistic. Um, I think it could be evangelistic to the church that needs to wake up. Okay. Um, all right. So let me. I think I've kind of really. Hopefully, I didn't beat that down too much. It, it's, it's, it's mud again. So um, then he goes on from there and talks about um, if anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two, at the most two or most three, each in turn. One must interpret. There's, if there's no interpreter, he must keep silent in the church. Let him speak to himself and to God. Uh, again, just let it be in order. It's, it's, if everybody is speaking in English to me right now at the same time, I wouldn't be able to understand you. Sorry. I love you. I can understand you if you talk to me one at a time, but I could. I just couldn't. I do that at home. Everybody says, blah, 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 whoop, 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 <laughs> time out. And especially when they all have about the same pitch, you know? And you're going, one at a time, please. <laughs> I like to hear, uh, but I can't. So you, you first, then you, then you, and then we, okay? Same thing in the church. If there's messages in tongues, interpretation, interpretation of tongues, in, let them go individually. Everybody can't yell at once, all right? And then he, does, he goes back through and basically says the same thing with prophecy. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others pass judgment. If a revelation is made to another who isn't seated, the first one must keep silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all may be exhorted, and the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Um, I, did, I skipped over verse 26, and I shouldn't have. Uh, what's the outcome then, brethren? When you assemble, each, has a, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation, uh, has an interpretation that all things be done for edification. All right, so he, he, does the, he says basically the same thing with prophecy. You, you, everybody can't prophesy at one time, do it one after the other, and then prophets, um, other prophets judge the prophets, the prophecies. You don't judge your own prophecy, okay? And I've, I've said this, I've done this before, I you know, the Lord will, will give me something, and so I'll, I'll write it down, and I'll send it to somebody else. Here, would you judge this for me? Yeah. And he'll say, yeah, that's good, or eh, tweak this. You know, I think this part, I think you've got. Now, I've done this with other prophecies. I've heard prophecies, quote, unquote, I've heard people, you know, you get online, and I'll, I'll send it to 
an, another uh, prophet I know, here, would you judge this? And they'll say, yeah, I'll look at it. Um, I, I would include, I don't think Paul is excluding apostles here. I would, I would think that apostles could judge as well. Um, but he said, other prophets judge, so you don't get to judge your own prophecy. Um, sorry. But that way it, it's, you, and you know what's, what's amazing about this is um, it's okay to try. You know, it's the difference here between an Old Testament prophet office, prophet, you know, it's their, there's law was basically, they were, they were writing, so much of them were writing the Old Testament, either orally or actually handwriting, right, or having a, a um, an amanuensis. They were writing scripture, so many of them. We're not. Okay, so it's okay to work on the prophetic, and uh, it says you know the the spirit of the the of prophets is subject to the prophet. It's one of the most difficult things to to teach prophetic people is that um, a lot of times God will show you things, and you can't hold your tongue. Either that means you can you can hold off, and um, you can you might say you know may sometimes sometime in worship the Lord downloads something to you. <gasps> Boy, that's a great revelation. Do you have to share it right then? No, you don't. Now maybe maybe the Lord will say yes. You need to go ahead and share it, or maybe it will. Maybe it's for a little bit later in the service, and the Lord's just started working on you at that point. Okay, but you can hold off on that also uh, um, the Lord will a lot of times start to show you things in the pr- you know people who are really prophetic the Lord will download stuff and will um, uh, you will see end up seeing a whole lot more or knowing a lot more than what the Lord would want you to share and you need to have discernment on how to share that in a way that is Edifying is that word again. Because you don't want to tear down, but you want to build up. And the Lord will download stuff to you, and you'll all of a sudden start seeing more picture, and the Lord, you'll have to be really sensitive to say, okay, how, should, how do I need to share this so it builds somebody up rather than tears them down? Okay? Um I think I've given this example in here before. Um, I'm going to try to do it in such a way that <clears throat> I, I was talking to somebody a while back, and this this happened to them, that they were um, prophesying over people in, in a congregation, <clears throat> and they got to this one person, and... Um, the Lord showed them a whole lot more of what was going on in their life. And so they, they encouraged them and just said, you know, there's something along the lines, I don't know the exact wording, but something along the lines of, you know, there's some things that you need to lay aside and go, uh, you know, and focus yourself on the Lord and, uh, you know, get out of what you're currently going on and um, instead grasp hold of the Lord. Something very benign, something, something like that. 
and um, this uh, this person with the the other person they were with came and talked to the um, doing the the person who was doing the prophecy. So let's see if I get everybody get everybody on the same page. The the person who after the service, the person who had given the word, the person who received the word, and somebody else who was with them came and talked to them. And uh, they basically said, "There's more in there." And they said, yes, there is. Do you really want to hear it? And they said, yes, go ahead. And they're like, you sure? <laughs> and so the person who had given the word said, look, you're, you're in a relationship that you're not supposed to be in. And you need to get out of it. Because some really bad things are going to happen if you stay in that relationship. But the Lord, but that wasn't the word they initially gave. Because you're, you're always edifying. And only when they were given that permission to say, okay, go ahead, hit me. You can go ahead and share in a context that it was, it was very small. Um, you know, it wasn't in front of everybody. They, were, they weren't, you know, you know, opening somebody's closet up, you know, and sharing everything with a, a whole group. It was a small, you know, individual setting where it wasn't exposing to anybody else. Okay? So the Lord will often show uh, you more than what he wants you to share. And that's okay. That's part of the prophetic. And as you grow in the prophetic, um, and this isn't for everybody, but those who are prophetic, as you grow in that, expect the Lord to show you more because he will let you grow. He won't start downloading tons of stuff to you if you can't handle it and have the discernment. And that doesn't mean that you get to a point that you still just, you know, you, you know, he won't get you to a point that you may not discern and, and mess up, all right? Because there's still that opportunity for you to open mouth and insert foot, okay? But... He's not going to show you everything to begin with, all right? So, but as you grow, you'll see more and more and more. So for those of you who are prophetic, get ready for it if you want it. If you don't want it, the Lord's not going to keep, he, he's not going to take you on, but if you want it, he'll, he'll give you a lot more. Um, let me, let's go on a little bit further. Any, again, if you, anybody have a question on that, just I hope I'm. Go ahead, yeah, Lynn. How often the word says our tongue is so unruly, and it's like the most unruly thing. And how nice to be able to ask God, why don't you just take over my tongue for a while? What a relief to know that it could be ruled by the Holy Spirit. That's a side comment, not so much a question. But I hadn't thought of it like that before. Right. Well, and um, so you're you're right. Um, in, you know, in letting the Holy Spirit pray through you is is great because, again, you know, sometimes we we don't know how to pray, and He prays the perfect prayers, right? Because He's the perfect God, and sometimes we 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 want to worship better, and He's the perfect worshiper, right? He knows how to worship, 
And so we let him do that through us is, is awesome. And it's powerful. And let me encourage you. You know, Paul says, I am glad I speak in tongues more than all of you. Okay? If you want to be more like Paul, speak in tongues lots. Okay? All right? But um, realize that 1% of it is you. I remember when I, um, yeah, I've got a few minutes. When I, I was uh, in high school and started realizing um, about walking in the gifts of the Spirit and uh, praying in tongues, and, and I did not know how to do that at all, but I knew I wanted it. And so I, I remember there would be many times I'd, I'd be praying at night before I'd go to sleep, and I'd, I'd, lay, I'd lie in bed, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I want it, right? And I sit there and go, okay, here we go. <laughs> and nothing would happen. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm yours. Use my tongue. Let's go. And nothing, okay? And I, it, was, it was really, it was kind of upsetting. And I didn't realize that it's, it's you who actually moves your tongue, all right? You actually have to vocalize. God doesn't take hold of you and grab you and shake you and say, okay? You vocalize, but you've got to let the Holy Spirit do it through you, right? Um, and, and you know how I, how I rec- when I received um, uh, the, my uh, prayer language and, and that gift, um, I just knew that there was a night I knew that I was going to go to a, a small group and our pastor was going to be there. And um, I just knew that that night when I touched my pastor, and I knew I would because, you know, he always gave me a great big handshake and hug or whatever, and I go, okay, when he touches me tonight, I've got it. When he touches me tonight, I receive it. And, um, and after that night, you know, I just, I let it go, and it, nobody, pr- nobody laid hands on me and prayed over me. Nobody, you know, it, it just, it, it, like I said, there was times that I wanted it before and never, re- and didn't get it, but I was kind of not understanding how to how to do that. But after that night, I received it, and it was it was a done deal. So, um, but let me let me finish up this chapter here real quick. I hope. Um, all right, verse thirty-four, and this is again, and this is one this is one of the reasons I've been building this up, and every week saying we got to understand what's going on in Corinth, and we don't exactly know. The women are to keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but are to subject themselves, just as the law also says. If they desire to learn anything, let them ask their own husbands at home, for it is improper for a woman to speak in church. All right. <laughs> Lynn's going, oops. So normally, you, you look at Scripture, okay, and what you're supposed to do as a good interpreter of Scripture is you look at it, you say, what is the plain meaning of this? All right? But then there are times in Scripture that you look and you, um, this is a good rule to follow. If you have two things in Scripture that look like they're opposite, they're both true. 
okay? If you have two things in Scripture that look like that they contradict, they're both true. Now, we may not always understand how that works, okay? Because God is God, and we're not, and He can operate on a different level, a different plane that we can ever understand. So, in our, we may or may not have the full revelation of how they both can be true, but nonetheless they are. Now, these verses here, um, I think, really deal with what was going on in the Corinthian church. Cause, and I can say that with pretty good confidence, because if you go a couple chapters back to chapter 11, Paul is talking about women prophesying and saying, well, and this is a whole other can of worms that we are not going to open today. But he's saying, okay, women, if you prophesy, you need to have covering over your head. If you pray or prophesy, make sure and have a covering over your head to do it. So when you look at the entire New Testament, it doesn't look like Paul or anybody else is saying, women, you need you to keep your mouth shut. It just doesn't look like that that's there anywhere except right here. So here's what, here's what I think was happening here, okay? And I, this is a, I read this in a, a couple of different commentaries, and what it's looking like um, could be happening and makes sense. So this is, he's just been talking about prophesying, okay? If you have, if you have um, several people prophesying, do two or three at a time, you know, and the others, uh, you know, other, others be silent, you know, if you if somebody else is prophesying, don't jump up and speak out of turn. Hold it until it's your turn. <clears throat> it looks like that wives were questioning their husbands, possibly after they were giving a prophetic word. Okay. Let me get, let me give a very um, hypothetical example. All right. What if you know a few weeks ago I talked about First Corinthians thirteen. You should do everything in love. And what if I were up here saying, boy, you know, we need to really, everything we do, we need to do it in love. And Ruth popped up and said, <clears throat> that was really loving how you kicked a dog before church. Was that loving? Well, okay, never mind. I don't have a dog. Okay, I use this example because I don't have one. And because all my girls will tell you, dogs love me. They, they, I, they'll... That, isn't that right, girls? That doesn't matter what dog we're around, they come up to me. We'll have dogs that don't like anybody else, they come up to me. All right? So I'm using it very hypothetical. But what does that do if I'm, if I'm encouraging everybody and Ruth then all of a sudden says, yeah, that was really loving when that guy pulled out in front of you the other day. You used that, that Greek word that you taught everybody last week. <laughs> What does that do to my witness? It undermines it, right? It just kills it. And I can have a really good prophetic word for everybody, and if, if the, the wife of the one giving the word says, yeah, exactly, what, what is that again? <clears throat> it totally blows it, right? So it's very possible what, what Paul is saying, because I, I don't believe Paul is saying, women... When you walk in these doors, zip it. All right? That's not what, that's not what he's saying. 
Yeah, I'll share that in a minute. Um, I don't believe that's what he's saying at all, okay? I am, again, everything needs to be in order and for edification. It really looks like what could be happening here is that um, the, the wives of those who are trying to teach or trying to um, give a prophetic word, of s- the, the wives are um, adding some comments and questions in there that would somehow be out of order. Okay, don't know what those are, but it, it, it looks like Paul is trying to just lovingly, kindly say, if you have a question in your husband, don't blurt it out in the middle of service. Would you just wait till you get home, and then you can ask him. I'm sure he'll be a loving, kind person, and we'll talk you through. We'll, we can all talk through that once you get home. Okay, so. Um, So that's what I believe is going on there. Again, I don't believe Paul is saying, ladies, don't talk. I, am, I do think he's just trying once again to say, here is how you do have a good order um, and so that everyone is edified. It's not to keep anything from happening because I think he wants all this stuff going on, but he just wants it so that it's happening in such an order that everyone is built up. Um, if anyone thinks he's a prophet or spiritual let him recognize that the things which I write to you are the Lord's commandment if anyone doesn't recognize this he's not recognized in other words if, if you're not willing to follow order and structure then you, you're not going to be a part of what God's doing um, therefore my brethren desire earnestly to prophesy do not forbid to speak in tongues but all things must be done properly in an orderly manner I I don't know if I've shared this in here before. Um, my uh, my my grandpa used to tell me. He said, "You know, um, there will not be any women in heaven." And I'm like, "What's that?" He said, "Yeah, I've got I've got a verse to prove it." And uh, he said, "Revelation eight one says, when the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour.'" He said, I, that proves it. <laughs> totally tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> but, no, after, after that, um, yes. <laughs> Tim said a text taken out of context. Now, again, Paul, in, in all of these things, you know, I think what Paul is saying more than anything is he doesn't want to discourage the gifts. He wants to encourage them. He doesn't want to discourage anybody from speaking in tongues or prophesying. He doesn't want to discourage you from doing it individually. I think he probably would be okay with, uh, with people all praying at the same time in the Spirit because that happened, right? It happened in Acts 2. It happened again in Acts 8, or I'm sorry, 10. You know, Peter's at, uh, with Cornelius, and they all get baptized in the Holy Spirit, all of them against speaking in tongues, right? It, it happens. Oh, so... Paul's not saying, this is wrong, guys. He is saying, look, I want, when, whatever you do, do it so that everyone is edified. If people are not getting edified, you've got something out of whack a little bit. And he's not getting on to him and saying, don't do these things. He is saying, do them in such a way that people are getting built up, right? And so if they're not getting built up, then 
not, don't quit. All right? Don't quit prophesying. Just do it one at a time. Don't quit, quit speaking in tongues. Just do it in such a way that people don't think you're crazy. All right? Don't quit, don't quit having the tongues interpretation, interpretation of tongues, but just do it in such a way that people can understand that's what's happening. Does that make sense? So my encouragement to everybody here would be, as we move forward, let's do more. Okay? You all are free. All right? This is, this is more for, for, for me and for Steve and Pastor Kevin. Okay? And I'm gonna, I, I want to free you guys up. I want you, to, I want you to experience all the Holy Spirit that you can. I want you to grasp it. I want you to say, Lord, just let me go deeper. Let me go further. Let me, let, you know, just, I, I, want, I want as much as I possibly can. All right? If you get a little bit to the, to the other side of the ditch, I'm going to gently, sweetly, kindly pull you back just a little. Okay? And say, you're doing a great job. You know, let's, let me, let me redirect you a little bit. Let's make sure that so, so that we're doing this so that everyone is is being blessed and and growing. Can can you do it this way? This will be a little bit better. Don't stop, but let me do it. Let's do it so that we can do better. So my encouragement: do more, all of you. Grow, use it. Say, Lord, how, how can I do more of this? If if you if you prophesy, Lord, how can I prophesy more? If you, if you pray in the Spirit, how can I pray in the Spirit more? If you feel like that, that the Lord changes that, that prayer language in you during the service, okay, Lord, do I do it? All right, we'll, we'll go for it. All right? I want to release you all to, to be free with the understanding that if I need to pull you back a little bit, it's not to hamper your freedom. It's just to make sure that everyone gets built up. Okay? And I want everyone to be built up, but I also don't want to hamper anybody's freedom. I want you to go deeper. I want you to go further. If you want to go further and you don't know how, talk to me. I'll, 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 I'll give you what I can, all right? Because um, we need to do a lot more. I believe the Lord wants us to do a lot more. I don't think we're anywhere close right now to needing to be pulled back. Okay? If we get closer to that point of needing to be pulled back, I'll let you know. But I don't think we're there. And when we, but, so let's, let's push. Okay? All right. So any, any other questions, comments, jokes? <laughs> that's good that's good let me i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat that real quick so that they can hear um uh tim said joyce meyer was was really concerned that she might miss the lord what if i miss you what if i miss you and he just kind of gently said to her you know if you miss me i'll find you and you know let's that's a great encouragement guys you. step out step out Amen. Please, all of you, step out, all right? And that's the way we learn. I've, I've done it. 
I've, I've there definitely been times that I have uh, had to really step out. Um, yeah, we'll tell that story another time. I, but there have been times I've definitely had to step out and just kind of go, okay, Lord, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to take that. Uh, all right, let's go for it. Take that step. Take that first step. A lot of times in the prophetic, it's opening your, it's being willing to open your mouth that first word. Sometimes the Lord will just give you like one or two words. And then when you start opening your mouth and you give those one or two words, all of a sudden it will start flowing a lot more. But he won't give them to you until you take those those first couple words and, and let those go. Then all of a sudden there's a river that you, that you step into. Uh-huh. Yep. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. It w- it was that like, like to, Peter had to take the step. He had to take the step out of the boat. And uh and it's, it's a great cuz if you follow that on, you know, Peter looks at the waves and all of a sudden starts sinking. But Jesus was right there to to pick him back up, and he got to walk back to the boat with Jesus, which is, you know, what well, that'd be great. Okay, Karina. Absolutely, I've had that happen, um, and and it's different. There there there'd be times that um, you know I'll be like that. I'd just be welling up. Okay, I got to. And other times, you know, it's it's taking the step and going. Okay, you know what? I don't know exactly, but I'm. You know, for me, a lot of times the Lord might just highlight somebody. Okay, I need I need to give them that person a word. I don't even know what it is. I'm like, okay, I got something for you. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but the Lord's got something for you, right? And so then you just you just take that step, and all of a sudden it's there. And why the Lord does both, I don't know. But a lot of times I think it's it's so that we'll grow and we'll learn that you know we don't do the same thing all the same way every time. Here it is, Lord, right? Anybody else? Let me, I'm going to pray. Um, just trying to see if the Lord wants to do anything else here. All right. Um, As I pray, this is what this is what I really 
feel like we're supposed to do. So I'm going to I think the Lord wants those who are willing to step out of the boat to take a step today. It's an easy step. But I'm going to pray and then um, I'm going to give you some instruction, okay? Lord, thank you for each person here. Lord, I thank you for those who are listening online. Lord, and uh, for those who are at home and just are, are not quite 100% for one reason or the other. Lord, I, I, I do. I remember them. And Lord, ask that you would heal, that you would restore, that whatever is going on in their body, that either it hurts or they're just weak and tired. Lord, emotionally, physically, mentally, Lord, I, we, we pray corporately that they would be whole, that they would be well, that um, whatever is going on would be, that whatever is wrong would right now be made right. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you, um, you've not left us without a, a comforter. You've not left us alone, but you have sent your spirit. And Lord, we'll freely admit we, we need your spirit to come and direct us because these things, walking by the spirit is, is not what we normally do. We're very, we, we have been taught and grown up and, and taught in school and taught in life to walk according to the flesh. But we need to walk according to the spirit. We need to have these gifts and, and everything in operation according to your spirit. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would uh, once again empower I bind all the fear, as we, as we just discussed, the fear that, that would keep people from stepping out in faith, the fear that would keep us in that boat, the fear that would um, keep our mouths shut when they need to be open, the fear that would keep our hands in our pockets when they need to be out, you know, stretched out helping someone else. Lord, I, I, I bind that fear from anyone in our, in our church body. And Lord, I ask that you would um, be Lord, a lot of times we need that pressure within us like, like that that stopped up bottle that this is just trying to push the cork out Holy Spirit do that for us especially in the beginning when we need that extra push whether that's for the prophetic or or um, tongues interpretation of tongues or or mercy or you know getting out and just um, distinguishing of spirits or, or whatever it might be giving Lord well up within us that we can't help it we've got to do that thing that you're asking us to do give us that grace Holy Spirit Lord, I, um, I just pray that you'll help us all to step out of the boat. And here's what I'd like everyone to do. Just with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just as a kind of an act of faith. Just for the Lord's sake, nobody else's. If you'd be willing to step out of the boat, do something that may be uncomfortable, 
but it's God. It's the Holy Spirit. You know it's the Holy Spirit, but it might be something that uh, would take you to a l- out of your comfort zone. Would you just um, just raise your hand? Just show the Lord that you're willing. Lord, for all these who have their hands raised, Lord, you know and you see. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would respond. And that you would, you would take everybody here who has their hands raised and impart to them and now respond and, and put them into a situation where you're going to have them use a gift that they need to, to step out in faith for. That they're, they've got to take that step out of the boat. Lord, I ask that you would do that and do it quickly so that they will, um, they'll quickly be in that situation and you'll take them to a whole new level. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name.